Hi, my name is Michael Carrillo with The Prowler, and today on this podcast, I'm going to talk about the Last of Us TV series and the upcoming season two. Uh, I don't think season two needs to happen unless there are some major changes made to the story. So season one recently ended, and watching, I noticed some glaring issues, most of them involving when the show would go off script and do its own thing. Many of the additions to the TV series ended up serving really no purpose beyond filler. And the first game was a great standalone story. It had relatively mundane gameplay recycled from other Naughty Dog games, carried by really great storytelling and superb voice acting. The voice actors put so much heart into the characters, it made you feel every emotion they did. And the first game is, if you don't know, it's a story about a father, Joel, who loses his daughter on the outbreak day of when the entire world goes belly up from the infected taking over. He ends up taking in an orphaned girl, Ellie, who happens to be the only known person who is immune to that zombie virus that has decimated the entire planet. He's tasked with taking her to some people, the Fireflies, who claim to be able to faction a vaccine from her. The two end up bonding along their journey and growing much closer than the beginning. And at the end of the game, however, Ellie ends up having to die to create the vaccine. The infection being in her brain, so they need to do surgery on her. She wouldn't be able to live. Joel doesn't allow it, and he has to kill his way through all of these people in order to save her life. The first game does have plenty wrong with it, but those issues mainly come from the game being a game, not like a movie or a TV series, because there's many times where you just kind of walk and talk, and it's boring because it's not done in cutscene. Instead, instead, it's done in gameplay, where you as your character are just walking in a straight line while the person in front of you that you're supposed to follow just turns around and talks to you behind you. Those issues could be solved by it being completely cinematic, like in a movie or a TV series. Unfortunately, those issues were not solved in the TV series. So, onto the TV series. It, it wasn't bad. That's, that's about the extent of the, my opinion on the show. It had a lot of great parts in it. I absolutely loved the additions that they had to the first episode where you characterized uh, Joel's daughter, Sarah, before she ultimately died. A lot of the lines from the show were taken straight from the game and the actors played those parts perfectly. It was awesome. But there was a lot of parts where they added new stuff to the show and a lot of those things that they added had no impact on the story whatsoever. They added new characters, they downgraded characters, and if you're going to add something, add something for the benefit of the show like they did with Sarah at the start because originally in the game, you really didn't get a lot of her. She just ended up dying, and of course it was very sad because she's a really young girl and you're watching this dad have his daughter die in his arms and you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But in the show, there's like 20 minutes or 30 minutes of them, like, just being father and daughter before that. So it hit even arguably, like, harder. But then later on, it's just they added more stuff that really didn't need to happen. Everything happened the way that it did in the game in the end. Yet the new things that they added took time away from some of the great moments in the game. 
The characters, I feel, did not compare to the characters from the game at all, except Ellie and Joel. Henry and Sam, in my opinion, were messed over the hardest. There are subplot where two brothers meet up with main characters Ellie and Joel. Something they did in the show was make Sam deaf and mute and communicate with Ellie on a boogie board, which is a little drawing thing where you press a button and you slide across it to get rid of it. And yeah, that's how he talked to her. But in the game, these two are around the same age, 14. Whereas in the show, Sam is not even out of his single digits yet. The moment they showed off that he was deaf and mute, both me and my brother were immediately taken back because the chemistry these two kids had was really something we hadn't seen yet. We had seen adults talking about the apocalypse and whatever, but these two kids that have vastly different backgrounds and goals, those one was just survive, that being Sam's goal, and the other to be, you know, fashion a cure from your immuneness. And they're both just, they just talk to each other. It's just, even if you're just walking around, you just see them talking to each other in the background. Like, you'll talk to Henry, the older brother, as Joel, and you just hear the two of them just chatting it up. It's just, it's, it's so much nicer than in the show, where there's, it's just, there's such a lack of communication. And the reason for that is they add these new characters to the episodes. Uh, they're like the, the bad guys of the, the episodes. Instead of them just being faceless, one-off you kill them, you move to the next section. Instead, they're now these people I, you don't really care about. They're talking about their situation and all that, but it's boring. Like, you don't focus on them because you're focusing on the main characters. These people in the background are gone next episode. Like, gone. They're out of the show. They're never mentioned again. But so much time was wasted on them for no reason. Henry and Sam, of course, are also gone relatively quickly. But... They have an impact on the story that makes Ellie a lot less cheerful than she used to be. She's a lot more down for the rest of the story. Because, you know, basically the only friend she's made on the journey that Joel takes her on just gets infected and dies. And her immuneness, where she tries to help him in the show, it just doesn't work. And that, that breaks her down. But it would work better if it was done like it was in the game. Now, here's, here's the second game. The second game is mainly run by the guy who made the TV series, Neil Druckmann. The Last of Us Part Two is a game solely revolved and spun by its themes. It's, like, completely generalized by its themes. And that's cycle of revenge, you know? You go, you go after somebody for revenge, be ready to, bear, like... Uh, dig two graves that whole thing everyone's the hero of their own story actions have consequences basic themes that could be executed really well and be a lot less than just a generalization instead it can be an indescribably well done story that of course would be require it to be an indescribably well done story the last of us 2 is a game that desperately wants to be a movie that wants to be the next big thing without doing anything outstanding the game is super basic with great ideas present, but done so plainly. That's my main complaint about the second game. It fails in execution where it thrives in its ideas. When I play, first played through the slog that was that second game, I could recognize a lot of great moments in it. Many of those were done in cutscene, where you would have no control over your character's actions. Because most of the gameplay 
just led you to where the important things happened in cutscene. Your gameplay wasn't important to the story. It's just kill your way through hordes and hordes of people to get where you need to go. It's not like there's 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 really no stakes because you don't you don't die in cutscene, you don't take or you don't die in gameplay, you don't take personal damage that you can like not reverse. It's just it's boring. And in a game so in your face about the fact that there are no good sides, it does not allow you to pick one after showing all of the information present. When The Last of Us 2 is released as a two-season TV show, is what it says, it desperately needs revisions. If they want to keep it on the front covers of news articles and top view counts when it first comes out, it does not need a stubborn leader. In order to create anything good, you need second opinions. Your first thought is never perfect. Your first draft is never perfect. Last of Us 2 feels like a first draft that didn't take a lot of extra thinking. It's more like, this is what happened, we're gonna do it. I'm not considering anybody else's what they like anybody else's opinion. Now I am in uh, spoiler territory, so that's out of the way. Cause here's where I talk about why season two needs revisions. The main draw to the TV series, The Last of Us, is main star Pedro Pascal, just as how everybody loved Troy Baker's Joel from the first game, yet at nearly the start of the game in the second one, two hours in, that's including gameplay and cutscenes, two hours in, he is viciously murdered and spit on. Literally, he is spit on. This happens because this girl, Abby's father, Jerry, was the surgeon that was going to perform the surgery on Ellie. And Joel kills him in order to save Ellie. And she is on the revenge path to kill Joel and avenge the Fireflies. Everyone predicted that he would die in this game. Everybody. We were expecting it. It's not like a a shock. Because really, that's the only direction the game could take if we are still staying with the same characters. If Ellie is going to grow and become more independent, Joel had to die because he is so overbearing, and rightfully so. He's trying to protect her and keep her alive. And, like, where he failed with Sarah, he's trying to make up for that with Ellie. But, yeah. Like I said earlier... Ideas exceed expe- ex- execution. It's it's a really boring idea, and it could have done been done better. Instead of uh, El- J- Abby being this random nobody, instead in the first game, just before winter, Joel gets wounded really bad, and Ellie has to take care of herself. Like I said, become more independent. While out hunting for food, she runs into David. In the game and the show, he constantly justifies his cannibalism because he has people to feed and food is scarce. He talks about these families that he has to help out and there's children and he's like, Ellie, I, you know, I have to do this. I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm doing this because I have to help these people and she doesn't believe him because she doesn't see them. We don't see them either in the game. In the show, you see these people that he was talking about and he doesn't seem just like a creepy liar. He's trying to justify something sadistic and being a psychopath. Instead, in the show... He's, his whole town and the people he had to feed were shown, so he wasn't lying. So if the twist of the second game was this psycho girl who traveled with a bunch of people you've never seen before, hell-bent on killing Joel, ends up being the daughter of David and not this daughter of some nobody who had exactly one line in the first game, instead be Ellie's terror's child. 
who goes out and kills her father figure the way she did to her dad because Ellie's the one that killed David. So if Abby was the one that killed Joel because Ellie killed David, that would be a little better because both of the, both of the situations are the same. Daughter kills the other person's dad. So the other person's dad's daughter goes and kills the other girl's daughter. So now a uh, dad. So now neither of them have dads. If the person that did it mattered a little more instead of being this nobody that you would completely have forgotten about if they don't bring him back up instead it's david this person that literally had the entire section in the game solely built around ellie's character growth instead be another segue into more character growth for ellie Uh, that however would of course require the main writer to demonize the villain and make them a villain instead abby shows no remorse for what she's done until she is literally on the brink of death not even by Ellie's hands, and it's less of even feeling bad. She just goes, do we really have to fight? And Because Ellie finds her emaciated and nearly dead. And it's, man, gray areas is where zombie and survival shows can thrive. Everybody does bad things in order to live. Some people do bad things out of spite. Some people do bad things because they have to. Joel in the first game defended Ellie from death. She wouldn't have even had a choice in. He had to kill a lot of people to save her, yes, but he was going to be walked outside and shot in the back if if he didn't. Then this group of like 30 people now inside of this hospital that Joel had to kill his way through would have a vaccine to save the world. What world? The world has been in a state without a main government power for 20 plus years. Everything is destroyed. You can't save anybody but yourself in this situation. There is no rebuilding the world at that point. There is no... The the cure would mean nothing. A a couple of people in a state would get a vaccine. There's no manufacturing. You can't make a bunch of them. There's no mass producing anymore. You know? If the TV show takes this game that was released and makes that the final product, as Neil will most definitely do, he's going to make... A lot, and by a lot, I mean millions of people upset. He did it before when the game was first released. And in order to stave off criticism, he just ignored people who buy his game and tell, tell them that he hates it. He just ignored them. Everything in life requires another person's input in order for your work to be perfected. Nothing is perfect first draft. Take suggestions. Allow your ego to be subsided. If you think it's perfect and someone else says otherwise, don't ignore it. Look at it. There are plenty of times where someone will just hate to hate. But when there's an enormous amount of people that tell you it's bad, there's usually a reason for it. They're going to lose a lot of respect and so many viewers if they leave this game and make it into a show as it is. They're, it's just... They have a really good thing going. The TV show has its faults, yes. But it was pretty good. I will give it that. It had a lot of stuff that made me enjoy it. It had a lot of stuff that made me just go... <sighs> groan after it, but they had a lot of stuff that also had me on the edge of my seat completely silent, like staring at the screen like I couldn't look away. It's, it's a love-hate relationship. And that's just me. The main audience of that show, I think, is less of people who have actually played the game and more people watching because, hey, it's Pedro Pascal in a, in a zombie show. This is cool. He's cool in this show. It's awesome. And if they're going to absolutely just demolish him at the very start of the show next season 
and they're going to try to have two seasons of it, nobody is going to want to watch it. But, yep, anyway, that's my opinion. This has been Michael from The Prowler. Thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day. And hopefully, The Last of Us Season 2 will be better than I am anticipating.